0: Welcome to Catch the Fire London's podcast. We pray that you will be radically transformed as you listen to this message. So as Dan said, I think some of you may have noticed that it's Father's Day today which we are so excited about. And I love looking around the room and I can see so many examples of incredible fathers, incredible husbands and spouses and grandfathers and sons and uncles and just people in this place who step up in so many ways. And so we just wanted to take a time right now just to honor you. So I was just wondering, um, if you're a guy in this place, could you just stand We just want to thank you. We want to honour you from the bottom of our hearts. There's a few guys. If you're a guy in this place, we just want to honour you. We want to take this time to just thank you for everything that you are. To those who are fathers in the natural, fathers in the spiritual, those who have been doing it for a long time and those who are new to the role, those who are absorbing all the things that your father models are doing for you, speaking into you, that you too one day would echo your heavenly father's heart and character. We thank you for replicating our heavenly father, for choosing him. For choosing to be more like him, to listen to him, to walk in his supernatural ways, for praying for us, for walking with us, for cheering us on, for championing us, for carrying us, for telling us truth when we need to hear it and for even when we don't. For reminding us who we are and for affirming us. We thank you for the times that you have when you have gone above and beyond when you have laid down your will to raise us up for when you have given instruction with care and love when you have taken time to explain things for the umpteenth time when you have remained in grace and kindness when you have protected and cared for us we see you we recognize you and we honor you today so why don't you just yeah if you're why don't we just give them a round of applause right now we thank you we appreciate you And we really love you guys. And we're really thankful for for who God has made you to be and that you are in our lives. And as as surrounding women, why don't you just stretch out your arm? Why don't you just bless them? Why don't you honor them? Why don't you um, prophesy if you're in region? Just, yeah, just bless them. We thank you. We really, really thank you for everything that you are and replicating the Father to us. Thank you. Amen come
1: on Hey man come on The one thing I will say in response to that is as a man and a father in multiple different ways Thank you ladies for letting us be men in this house as well It is there's a real I was talking to one of the guys in the church who is in the process at the moment of planning to make a rather large life decision within his relationship. He's planning on getting engaged, which is very exciting, but I won't tell you who, you can all just start guessing. Um, and and he said to me, I just I've been praying and I feel like and he just went through X, Y, and Z of like why he didn't think he was ready to be married. And I and I said to him I was like, Hey, why why do you why would you go from the things you've just said to I don't think I'm ready to be married yet? as your conclusion? Because to me, you just described everything that makes you ready to be married. And and my thing is this, right? Very simply. As men we're called to love the women in this church and our spouses as Christ loved the church. That means that we love selflessly. And I'm very proud to say that I look at every man in this church and I know that's what you do. But then women, you're called it says to submit to your husbands. Now That is a controversial statement if you don't understand the power of what that means. Because actually, here's the deal. As men selflessly love, they raise you above them. As wives you submit to your husbands or women you submit to men, you're raising them above yourself. There's nothing diminishing about either of those two roles. It's all about an upwards journey to him. And so actually, we should all be experiencing an upwards journey towards Christ-likeness in our honour and respect and love for each other. And I love the fact that that's our culture, which is so cool. And so in the phrase of honour, I get the big privilege today of honouring my wife, Ashley, because she's going to come and preach to us. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> come on. This is... I have observed... Ashley... We, we have a very different approach to prepping for sermons and I have never met anybody who spends so much time wrestling and making sure that what they bring is fully of the Lord and so I've kind of lost my wife this week a little bit <laughs> to, to her quiet space and her time with the Lord and it's been awesome to just see what's been coming from her and so I'm really excited about what Ashley's going to be releasing today and so why don't you stretch out your hands to Ashley. Father, we thank you for her. We thank you for everything you've done in her life and through her life. And I thank you that she is your mouthpiece. And so God, would you just fill her mouth with your words right now and your power right now and release your fire upon her right now. We just ask that you would change and transform us through this word today that we would see more of you, know more of you, and experience more of you. But ultimately, would you just release a tangible presence right now in this space? Would you release your fire right now in this space, that we would dwell with you as Ashley speaks in Jesus' mighty name? Amen. Thank you, babe.
0: I'm going to be real for a second. It has been a morning. (laughs) It is one of those mornings where nothing seems to go right, where... Uh, Caleb was up at the crack of dawn, uh, which is always fun in our household. Um, I'm currently covered in sick and food and it's, you know, it's not a great space. So probably don't get too close to me um, at the end. Um, we've, you know, it's coming here um, and, you know, there's been a few distractions even in this morning whilst we've been here, but nothing distracts from the truth of what I'm about to preach. Because in John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And you know that in this 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 statement that we were even singing this morning. Thank you Stephen. I I don't know if you you knew what was preaching, but I was just like, come on. In the, in the the lead up to this in the in that we were singing it, we were declaring it with our mouths. We were we were we were testifying to it with our spirits as we were praising God for it this morning that there there is no other way, there is no other truth, there is no other life except through Jesus. You know, we we know through reading the scriptures that it is not about deeds it is not about works acts courage or kindness you know we can we can try and do all these things but there is nothing within that that will get us to heaven there is nothing within that that will get us into the father's house it is there's no weighing scale of justice that allows our goodness to outweigh our, our sinning life or or no tipping point where suddenly our goodness will outweigh the the sin that we have in our life and therefore we can go in Into heaven and get to the father there is nothing about that which is truth you know there's nothing about the works and the deeds that we do that they have never and will never be enough to get us into heaven you can't earn it you can't barter with it you can't bargain for it the price is too steep the only price that was possible was the death of Jesus on that cross who took our sins for the sinless man himself the sinless God made flesh There is nothing in our own flesh that we can do to earn our place in heaven. There was and is only one man, one God who could make the way and that is Jesus Christ. He was the perfect. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Come on. We thank you and we praise your name right now, Jesus. We thank you that there was no other one who could make the way but you. The perfect, sinless sacrifice. God made flesh. God with us. He made the way. He tore the veil and he shattered the immovable barrier between fallen man and a holy God that we would have a way into heaven, that we would have a way to be With our heavenly father for all of eternity. He made a way for us to enter in and the stain of sin would be washed away that we would be white as snow. So Jesus is the one and the only way and it is non-negotiable. He is steadfast in what he says about this. There There is no other way. He says I am the way I am the way into the Father's house. The only way to get into the Father's house is through me. And what that means is through. Throughing is a place of movement. It is a place of action. It is going through something from one place to another place. And the only way we can get there is through him. He is not just a way. He is the way. And there is by no other means that we can get there. In Acts 4.12 it says salvation is found in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. I was chatting with a girl this week. And we were we were talking about miracles, signs, and wonders. And she's a new Christian. And so we were getting really excited about um, you know, her mind, she was saying, is just like exploded since she, she met Jesus because she's like, I never knew, I never knew. Why did why did no one tell me? Why was why was I waiting so long um, to come into this relationship with God? What why did it take me so long to see Jesus? And now that I'm here, she's her mind is just being blown every time she encounters him and experiences him and reads her bible and and worships and she's just she's just one of these I I love meeting new Christians because they're like bubbling with excitement and it's like oh my gosh I love that like I never want to lose that excitement for meeting Jesus and we were talking and we said you know what she was like what is the the greatest miracle you have ever seen and I was like wow you know that's that's a big thing to ask we've seen some incredible miracles in our time But the one thing, funnily enough, I'm speaking to another person this week. We were talking about evangelism, being out on the streets. We were talking about speaking to people about Jesus. The greatest miracle we have ever seen is salvations. It is the the greatest miracle in my mind that can happen because why? it Because it changes someone's destiny. They are en route to hell. They are en route to a place of separation from God because that is what hell is. It is a place of pure separation from God where you are never in his presence. And they are on that road, but in that moment where they meet Jesus, where they say yes to Jesus, where they begin to understand that, yes, he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Their destination is re-railed. They are no longer going um, on hell, but they're transformed into going to heaven. They're going in a place where they are literally being in their grave clothes, in their spiritual grave clothes, where they are stinking and they are dead inside, um, and that it is a place of of travesty and, 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 and pain, um, when you look at the spiritual, um, when you look in the spirit at people like that, when they don't know Jesus. And what happens is when they, they meet Jesus, they, they turn around and the grave clothes come off and the, the incense of the Father is upon them. The love of the Father is upon them. And Jesus says in John 14, 2, come and live with me. In the Father's house, I have prepared a place for you. I have prepared a home for you where you have your personal space. You have your own room in the mansion that is my Father's house. There is more than enough space for you. Come and dwell with me. Come and be with me. Come and live with me and my daddy. And as Dan preached last week, we also become sons and daughters. Is this beautiful, beautiful um, miracle that happens where our lives are transformed, our, our eternity is transformed. Our, even our present existence, our current existence is transformed. Everything about us, it is the greatest miracle out there. Jesus, when he was talking to people that he encountered... There were so many people, so many different types of people, but one of the people he came into contact with were the religious leaders and the hypocrites. Those who were so passionate about obeying the commands of God, but they could not recognize God in front of them. They could not see the Messiah standing in front of them, even though they were so passionate about obeying the law and obeying the commands in john 40 um, uh, john 5 39 to 40 if you have your bibles feel free to come and turn with me jesus said you search the scriptures for in them you think you have eternal life and these are which and these are they which testify of me the scriptures testify of him but you are not willing to come to me that you may have life and in john 8 24 he says, therefore, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For If you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. You know, Jesus was clear about this. He is clear in who he is. He knows who he is. He knows that, that he is God incarnate on earth. He knows that he is God made flesh. He he knows who he is. He knows who he walks with. He knows his identity. And he cr- he is crying out in these scriptures to the people to wake up and see him. His heart is bursting. And it's it's not a criticism that he's saying to them right there. It's not, you know, there's a slight criticism. But it's not, it's, 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 it's the passion within him that is saying see me open your eyes wake up and see me for i am standing right in front of you wake up wake up you know there there's places in the bible where we read where where god is crying out of that passion and that desperation inside of him because he's like he's like see me see me for who i am see me that i am the one sent here to save you to redeem you to bring you back to life they heard so much about him But they were not willing to see him. He doesn't say that they were not able to. He says that they were not willing to. Anybody, any descent, any background, any culture, any age, any race, any religion can come and find him. That is the promise that he gives to each and every one of us. That's when he, the, the, why the message is so amazing, why this gospel is so good. Because he says, anybody, anyone, for all of you, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But these people were unwilling. They, they, they did not want to make that choice. But he offers us the truth. He offers us a way and he offers us a life in him. So when he declares that he is the truth, he declares that he is the incarnate truth. He is the personification of truth itself. He is the personification of truth that talks about the Father. He is the one who truly knows him in all his entirety, in all his splendor, in all his fullness. That he can talk in full truth about who the Father is. Everything that is not of Jesus is a lie, a partial truth, a distraction, a distortion of the truth. You know the enemy jumps on it, he jumps on partial truths and he distorts them he he manipulates them to looking like something else. he twists them. you know i love um c s lewis i I love reading the the Narnia series, and the last battle is probably one of my favorite of the lot, and in it there is uh if i don't know if. Many people have read The Last Battle. It's probably not actually the most well-known of, <laughs> of the set. Um, but in it, it's, there's a, an ape and a donkey. And the, the ape dresses the donkey up to look like uh, um, Aslan. And then all the animals around begin to start worshiping this donkey, and there is there is a distortion here, there is a warping here, and a manipulation because actually, you know, the, the enemy jumps on the truth. Yes, Aslan is alive in in it. He's you know he's coming back. He's coming to rule. He's coming to reign, which is exactly the the the, the hope that we have in Jesus here. He is reigning now, but he is also coming to rule and coming to reign again. And he's coming to bring us back into that revelation and that realization and that reality um, of, 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 of the new kingdom. But the, the enemy warps it. He warps and he he contorts things. He contorts the truth. And so I always have to stop and, and take a step back when we hear things and be like, does that sound like my Jesus? Does that sound like my Jesus? Because Because if it doesn't, We know that's got to be a lie. Without Jesus, we do not know where to go. We don't know what is the truth. And without him, there is no way to live life. He is the life. He is the life who breathes his own resurrected life into fallen man. You know, we were talking about it this morning, um, me and Timmy, in Genesis, he's saying it goes back to that breath of God that is the first place where we see the breath of God come and it's the breath of God that enters man and breathes Adam back to life, well, I say back to life, into life. And, you know, I, I thought about this a while ago, many years ago now, about what that must have been like for Adam. That must have been a really surreal experience because... Essentially, he was dust, he was bones, he was, he was flesh just lying there. And then the breath of God came upon him. But how did it come upon him? It comes upon him with a kiss. Because that's how the breath of God works. When the breath of God comes into us, when it comes into Adam, it's mouth to mouth. It is a resurrection. It is a breathing of life in. Come and sit down come on there is there is a breathing of life that happens and the first thing as Adam breathes in the breath of God the first thing he sees as he opens his eyes as the life comes into him and and courses through every part of his being the first thing he sees would be God as he opens his eyes Because if you've ever tried giving CPR, it is ineffective if your mouth is not on the other mouth. It has to be close. It has to be touching. And so the breath of God enters him. And as he awakes, as he comes into life, boom, his eyes open and the face of God is upon him. That must have been such an incredible experience for him. And that is what is our experience. That is what is promised to us too as the breath of God comes into us where we have all been born spiritually dead by our sins and we are capable of saving us ourselves. No longer do we have to stay in that place but the breath of God can come into us and revive and resurrect us. He is the source of all spiritual life and in him therefore becomes eternal life. Jesus is the author and the giver of life. He always has been and ever will be the way of life. All in him will live is the promise that we have. Amen. Come on. It is the promise that we have. It is a good promise, guys. It is something to be excited about. It's something to be passionate about. It is something that we need to spill out onto the streets with every person that we meet. It is something that we need to we need to grasp hold of. And the more that we can allow it to bubble into us and get us excited, it's just like this power that can come everywhere we go because as the breath of God comes into us, the breath of God comes out of us. And as, we, as he breathes in us and we breathe onto other people, the breath that comes in is the breath that comes out. And as it comes out, it pours over everybody and revival and salvation and, and the presence of God comes. Because what we need to realize is that what we were walking in was Romans 6, 23. The wages for sin is death. That is what we were walking in until the moment where the salvation came to us, where we said yes to our Messiah, we said yes to our Jesus. It should Death should have been our portion. Death should have been our lot. But because of him, our future has been revived. Our future has been restored. Our future has come back into being with the plans and the promise and the purpose of God. It is something that we need to get passionate about and excited about that as Christians, we need to understand the power that has coming into us, the power of the living God upon us, and the truth with which He offers us. This is the truth that the world is, is starving of, that the world does not know about. because if the world knew, then it would look very different in this place that we need to be people and carriers of the presence of God that are overcoming and, and, and overflowing with the revelation that Jesus is the, the way, the truth and the life. John 1.3, in him was life and that life was the light of all mankind. Because when the life of God comes upon us, the light shines into the world and the world can see. Because the world is in, is in darkness. The world is blind because it cannot see the Messiah standing in front of them. Just as the, the, the Pharisees and the, the, the Jews of the old could not see Jesus and could not recognize him, would not recognize him. The world cannot see until the light turns on. And so we need the life inside of us to shine through that they would see the light of Jesus. And as they draw upon his countenance that they would see him. You know, Isabel Allen, we've spoken about just before, you know, she's had some crazy encounters where she has been um, prophesying. And as she's been, as she's been going, what has happened is that she has, she has stepped back in flesh and the, the image of Jesus has appeared. And people have been encountering and seeing the, 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 the person of Jesus with their physical eyes. They no longer saw her in the flesh, but they saw the vision of Jesus. They saw his face upon her as she was prophesying. And they got to meet him face to face in this life. You know, how much, if we, could, if we could allow ourselves to step back and allow the, the light of Jesus' countenance to shine through, that his face would be the face that people would see as we're talking to them. That they would encounter the living God himself. And that we could just say, here he is. You know, it's not about us, but it's about Jesus coming forward and meeting people. Christ alone is the answer to the problem of death introduced by Adam. And he is the promise that he gives us is to live life abundantly. John 10.10. He had been telling the disciples about his death. And he had been preparing them. This is the context for, for Jesus declaring himself. He was giving them hope. He was helping them to realize the promise that was to come. That through the dark times that were about to come ahead, that actually there was a further promise still ahead of them that they could take hold of. And in John 10, 17, 18, Jesus talks about laying down his life, that he would be revived again, that he would be resurrected again, and that therefore he has authority over life and death. He was staking claim, he was making claim in the ground. He wasn't afraid and he wasn't going to mince his words, but he was going to tell people that this is who I am, irrevocable. This is this is him. This is me. This is the. I, he's saying, I am the created, you know, the one who was there in creation. I created everything. I'm the one who who blessed Abraham. I'm the one. Come and see me. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take authority over life and death. And what I what I have, I give to you. I release to you. That you would have deliverance from this life, that you would have a true deliverance, not just from physical bondage, but from spiritual bondage, from a spiritual oppression. That you would go from a place of spiritual death into life. This is my promise that I give to you. And so we have to, we have to take a reflection sometimes and look at our lives. What does your life look like right now? Because Jesus promised you that you will do abundantly more than what he did. And what did he do? You know, we we can look at that, but abundantly more of healing the sick, raising the dead, cleansing the lepers, calming the storms, walking on water, bringing people to know Jesus himself, bringing people to know the Father. And we can do more than that. Not only is it abundantly, abundantly is exceedingly, exceptionally, extremely, more, more is an addition to. So if that's what he did, what, what is the promise that we can do? You know, what does your life look like in comparison to that promise that he says? And that's not a promise for the future, that is a now word. That is a now thing. It's not for, you know, when the new Jerusalem comes, when the the new world comes. It's not for then, it's for now. This is what he promises in our current state, in our current place. He offers a life of resurrection, a life of restoration, reconciliation, healthy bodies, wealth, peace and joy. This is just a, a sample of what he offers us. If our life does not look like that, then we need to be reflecting on what, what is going on. And if it's not looking like that in the abundance, then something is, something is missing there. That we are not accessing everything that he has given us. And that's not, a, you know, that's not a condemnation. That's saying open up our eyes to see the Messiah in front of us. Open up our eyes to see the promises in which he has given us that we can access because he gives us the keys to the kingdom. In Matthew he says you can, you can do it. I give it to you. I freely give to you that you would change this world. That this would be a world that is inhabited by the kingdom of heaven. You know it says the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So whenever we need the kingdom of heaven in our lives, which should be every single moment, boom, there it is, pulling it down from heaven, bringing it down to earth, establishing the things of the kingdom of heaven, establishing his will on earth. In Ezekiel, it says the dry bones had breath put back in them, they had flesh put back on their bones, they were brought back to life. This is resurrection truth, that even those people who feel dry, who feel broken, who feel, who feel like they are just, just bones resting, they feel that they are just dust. The promises that, no, you do not stay like that, but you are resurrected into new life. You are resurrected into, into power. You are resurrected with, with purpose and with passion from Jesus. He says, whoever believes in me will have eternal life. And what happened in Ezekiel is that, As they were made flesh and as the the breath was put back into them, they became an army. They had purpose. They had purpose within their lives. Each and every single one of us has purpose within our life right now. We have purpose to be kingdom shakers, kingdom movers, ambassadors of heaven in this place. Where there is a need, we can say Jesus can meet that need. When we see something in front of us where that does not look like heaven, we can say, but I know the answer. I know the way. I know the truth. And he is life eternal for you right now in this moment. And we have the ability to be able to spread this gospel, this good gospel of our living God to each and every person that we meet. This is the passion that should be burning inside of us because as we sing and as we worship Him, we are filled with the fuel and the fire of God that the people need to hear it in this earth. As we walk the streets, we should just be leaking heaven. We should be oozing heaven and overflowing heaven wherever we go. This is the promise placed upon ourselves and the situation with which we find us. And if our lives do not look like that, then we just simply need to lean back. Lean back. Into Jesus, lean back into your Abba, lean back into Holy Spirit, and say, Heaven of God, will of God, Abba come right now. Let us see your hand prevail. Let us see you, let us see your will come to pass. You know, there are people who desperately need to hear him. People who need to wake up who don't even know they are sleeping. There is a world out there dying and the answer is Jesus. You know, we have had the privilege to be his hands and his feet. And we have seen cancer gone in Jesus' name. We have seen infertility healed we've seen eyes growing and eyes opened we have seen homes given we have people who have been on the brink of suicide and have tried to complete suicide but God has pulled them back in that moment you know this is the living God who says I I do not want to see my people go into the darkness but I want them to come and be in my home this is a living God you know, we have so many testimonies where we see God move. Where we to see him display his glory. That the world would see, the world would know him. And I bet even if I ask you, every single person here has a testimony. Every per- single person here has a story to tell. Every single person here has an encounter with God. They have, they have seen miracles, they have seen signs, they have wonders to some degree or another. And we just need to see the kingdom of heaven explode throughout this earth. Because when the kingdom of God comes, Jesus comes. And when you see him, you are are changed irreversibly. There is no other way to the Father. There is no other truth about the Father. And there is no other life apart from the Father that is worth living. You know, what healing do you need today? Is there a healing that you need in your life? Is there something within you that you need? You know, I, I was healed. Ooh. 2020, January 2020. Lie, 2019. Check it. <laughs> Ooh. 2019. Time goes fast. I had, I had a prolapse. And I was in Toronto in in Catch the Fire there, and someone released a testimony on the stage that said that that they had had a prolapse. And I had been living with this prolapse for for about 10 years that was born out of fear. Um, A prolapse is where you have um, a part of your body um, that kind of like pokes through you can have prolapses in your intestines um, in your rectum in your linings of places you can have it all over the place and and it's uncomfortable and it's painful and they released it and I just sat there and I said God by faith I receive and in that moment I was healed all I did was accept by faith that my God was a good God and my God was a healer and my God was for me and he moves in this day and age and he He encounters his people and I was changed. I have a testimony in my life. I have a healing. I am a walking testimony because my life with that was it was painful and it was hard and it, it, every day was painful and and the the even the healing testimony is that i wouldn't have been able to give birth to my children naturally bless isla wasn't and sad to say that she was the smaller baby of the two cuz jesus knows i should have been the other way around <laughs> but <laughs> but the bigger baby was natural but i am so thankful i am so thankful Because I got to enter in, in that promise of of Jesus saying that you you will have children and you will prosper. And my heart is to see you have birth naturally. And you know, God's promise is is always fulfilled and always established when we we fix our gaze upon him. And we recognize him. And so each of us has stories to tell. Each of us has has healings to release. Each of us has something that we we can release and impart. To others, that they would see and they would know that the only way, the only truth, the only life is Jesus. No other religion, faith, path, philosophy, or gospel leads us to the Father, tells the truth about Him, and gives us eternal life. Jesus declared Himself as the great I am, He was staking His claim. He knew what he was saying and he was not holding back. He is the God of creation, the Lord who blessed Abraham. He is the Holy One who inhabits eternity. This is our God. Our story is rewritten because of him. So how do we follow him? We believe his words, we obey them, we confess our sin. We believe in his death, his atonement and his resurrection. This is the truth set before us. This is the truth that sets us free. And I felt today... That God He wants to ask us where we're at. Where are we at with Him? Because He wants to draw us in more. Where are we at with believing who He says he is? Where are we at with listening and living in the truth? Of which he says he is. Living in the abundance that he has for us. The blessings that he has for us. Living the life that he has for us. In the now. In the moment. And so we're just going to go into ministry. And so if you could stand with me. Jesus I thank you for your salvation the salvation that you offer us so freely given and so freely we receive and so we're just gonna we're just gonna say a prayer right now and I just want to encourage you just to just to speak it out again because this will be a prayer that you have prayed potentially once, twice, ten times, maybe even never before. But a prayer that says yes to him, yes to all of him. And so if you just repeat after me, Jesus. Lord and Saviour I recognise you right now as God most high I'm sorry for where I have sinned but I thank you that you died for me that your death made me white as snow and your resurrection transformed me and gave me a place in your family and your home. Just breathe him in right now. Jesus, we just call forth resurrection power right now over each and every one of us in this place, in this room right now and for everyone watching we call forth the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that we would be people who walk in your ways in your truth and in your life that we would see the resurrection power of Christ flow over us and through us and reach this world our lives would be transformed by you, in you, through you. I just felt there were a couple of things I want to call forward the people who want to see resurrection power flow through them who want to see the divine the miracles the signs the wonders who want to be the army of God who want to see this kingdom changed who want to see this world saved redeemed and restored unto the Father if that is you why don't you come forward right now anyone's on ministry team if you want to be released right now to come and minister that would be great fire of God come right now upon us and burn away the things that are not of this world and let us just be your people let us be your people let us be your hands and your feet on this earth walking in resurrection power and life and light right now flow through us Holy Father Holy Father flow through us that we would be people just undone by your presence walking in your miracle signs and wonders charged by the kingdom of heaven that we would see your glory fall that we would see your glory in this place that it would spread through the earth that we would be people unafraid unashamed of the gospel that is put inside of us that our mouths would be unlocked right now in the kingdom Lord that we would be people who would be unafraid to speak and proclaim your gospel that we would be people charged with the kingdom of heaven we charge you we charge you we charge you you we charge you we charge you that you would just be people who would be fiery ones in the kingdom we banish all fear of man right now in this place we banish all fear of man and let the the courage and the boldness of heaven fall let the courage of heaven fall let the boldness come and swoop through every one of us right now that we would be charged as being people on this earth who walk with with the fire of God inside of us. That we would be unashamed. That our mouths would be for you. Our bodies would be for you. The breath in our lungs would be for you. Oh breathe God upon us right now, breathe God upon us right now breathe God upon us right now breathe the fire of God, the breath of God the rock of God come in this place and we declare that in this place we will see people added daily to the kingdom, that we would not stand for any more God, that we will see people daily added to your Home to your household, God. Fire God, come, 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 come. Oh, Holy One. Holy One, come. Just cry out. Begin to cry out. Begin to cry out for Him. If that's what you want, stir the hunger inside of you. Stir the hunger inside of you. This world would be changed. This world would be restored. This world would look like heaven wherever we go. Jesus, come. Come with us as we go. Come with us as we walk. Come with us into the schools, into the workplaces, into the streets, into the coffee shop, into the hospitals, God. <sighs> That we would see the sick and the dying brought back to life right now in Jesus' name. That we would be people who would not stand for sickness, ill health. That we would be walking ambassadors of heaven, calling heaven down wherever we go. We would be vessels that God can pour himself into.